Okay, so what I'd like to look at today is Lakharadi. So we've done we've done quite a lot up to this point. Um, I think last week was for me one of uh, the most interesting shirim on uh, Anabukah. And uh, let's try and understand Lakharadi. Lakharadi, before we actually go into the words, we need to understand a little bit of background. Because whilst it's a very nice song to sing, and it's very sweet and it's very lovely and everybody likes it and kind of like every tune fits to it and it's, you know, it's quite, you know, quite amazing though, you, know, you can make tunes fit to anything else as you want however what I would like to understand is really where it comes from and what it is so who wrote L'Kharudi? that's the number one thing why is that so important? because we spoke when we spoke about the um, uh, the Kabbalah Shabbat, we spoke about all the different uh, the Tehillim, and you have to know who wrote Tehillim. It not, not, doesn't just happen. Right? These are people, these are important people that write it. And you have Tehillim, or the Tehillim that are written, written by David Amelech, that come first, which means that they are an introduction to Lachadudi, which must mean that Lachadudi is on a different planet. It's building up towards Lachadudi. So Lachadudi is coming from a different space. So it must be somebody very important wrote it. Who wrote it? Anybody know? L'Chadodi? Exactly. So let's work it out. If you look at L'Chadodi itself, you will see each one of the, each one of the, the verses. Shamor, Likrat, Mikdash, Shitnari, Ha'elamad Vavyot. Shlomo Halei. So it's Shlomo Halei. Who's Shlomo Halei? So Shlomo Halei is Rav Shlomo Halei Alkabit. Okay, born in 1505 and died in 1584. Now that's quite amazing, 79 years old in those days. Right? It's quite something. 1505 to 1584. Yeah, okay. Where, where did he live? In Sfat. Why is it so important that he lived in Sfat? Because Sfat at this time is the capital of all everything. Who lives there at, the, at that time? Who lives there is Ramosha Godavero. Happens to be his brother-in-law. Yosef Karo is the author of the Shulchan Aruch. Right? The, the Shalah. We're talking about the greatest of the great Kabbalists. We've spoken about a little bit before. Are all living there at this time. And Rosh Levi Alkabet is one of them. He, is, he's, he, he wrote Sforim, hundreds of Sforim. On, uh, on Kabbalah and on Parish and on the Torah. He's like a really unbelievably big Talmud Chochem. Right? And he's a major Kabbalist. And then he writes this poem. And what's most interesting about this poem is that we need to understand that in um, the concept of our liturgy, you don't just add things in. You know, you can't just like, you know, I want to write a poem. I perform like that, right? They can like, write a little poem and they put it into the, into the liturgy, you know, and it works and it's sweet and it's like, we don't do that. We've got our liturgy is written by the Anshay right? The men of the great assembly. We're talking about people who were in the Vian. These are greatest of the greats, the Mordechai, Malachi. We're talking about the greatest people that ever lived. Right? So if you want to add something into the tefillah, you have to be great. Not only that, is that you can't just add it yourself. It's got to be accepted. And what's amazing is he's with all his friends. Right? Yosef Karo, Shulchan Aruch, right? Moshe Kodavera, the greatest Kabbalist. They're all these great people. And they say to him and encourage him to put this into part of the Nusa. Now, but we need to try and understand what's happening in the Haradi 
We're gonna, I'm going to try and give a bit of an overview, and then I think we'll go into each, each verse. Okay? So they encourage him to put it. So he puts it in. Where does this concept of L'chadodi come from? That is a very important thing. Where, where do we get it from? What does L'chadodi mean? L'cha? L'cha? What does L'cha mean? Come, go, right? L'chadodi. Go. L'chrat kala. To meet the bride. Panei Shabbat Nakabala. We're going to go and, and, and see the face of Shabbat. So there's a number of issues here. What's the color? And why, does, why is Shabbat the color? And who's the chosen? Okay. Who's the chosen? So we're going to meet the color. And we know that it says in one of the... Um, in the third last verse, it says, Yasis Right? Rejoice like the chosen rejoices on the kala. But that's not talking about Shabbos. Let's talk about Yerushalayim. Which we have to understand. So let's see where this whole thing comes from. So the source of all of this, of this concept of going out to meet the bride, is actually a Gomorrah in Masechet Shabbos. Because the Gemara says the following: Rabbi Chanina Ma'ate Demale Shabbos. It says that Rabbi Akiva, I'm sorry, Rabbi Chanina, he would mitatev. Mitatev means he would dress himself. Mitatev, what you do with the colors, you do mitatev, but it's you put it over your head. What it means, he would get dressed into special clothes and he would go out and greet the Shabbos, Erev Shabbos. And what would he say? Bohu v'neitzay likrat Shabbat hamalka. Bohu, let's go. V'neitzay, let us go out. Likrat Shabbat hamalka to go and greet what? Shabbos Queen. Number one. Rabbi Yanai, lavish ma'enei male Shabbosa. That Rabbi Yanai, he would get dressed in his fancy clothes out of Shabbos. V'amar, and he would say, boi kala, boi kala. So you've got these two great Amorayim from different places. In actual fact, we see that uh, um, Rabbi Chanina uh, lived in the Galil and uh, Rabbi Yanai lived in the, in the southern part of Tzvat. Okay? So now, what happens to these two? These two, we mingle, we mix them together. And we say, remember, the one said, let's go. And the other one said, boy, kala, boy, kala. Right? So we start with Rabbi Chanina. That's Rabbi Chanina. And how do we end? We go, boy, kala, boy, kala. Okay? There are those in the Nusa um, who say, boy, kala, Shabbos, Malchus. Welcome, Shabbos, the Shabbos bride. So now it's very interesting to us. I, I read once that it depends when you're saying L'chadudi. If you're saying L'chadudi when it's still light, like, you know, like we do in summer, so then you're going to say, boy, kala, boy, kala. Come in the bridegroom, the bride, because it's not yet Shabbos. But the minute Shabbos comes in, that bride turns into the queen. Because Shabbos is the thing that effects, so to speak, the marriage. Right? So we go out to greet Shabbos, the color, like a chosen does. 
You know, you know like you see some places, you know, the person stands there waiting, you know what's going on. Right? Go greet his colour. Right? Bring him in. Bring him into the chuppah. Right? We go and greet the colour, and then we say, this is now Shabbos. So the boy colour, boy colour, some say boy colour, Shabbos, Malthusa, whatever it is that you say, that's Renusach, that's great. Okay? The point is, we're going to greet. We're going to greet Shabbos. Okay. Um, why is it so important that we go to greet Shabbos? And why do we use the Chadodi as our um, catalyst towards that? So we can look at the Chadodi on a um, kind of a macro level, and then we'll look at it on a micro level, you may begin to understand that sitting in Rabbi Hanina and Rabbi Yanai is an unbelievably important hashkafa, okay, of how to live our lives as Jews in the diaspora. Remember, the Amorayim are talking after the destruction of the Beit HaMikdash, and Shlomo Halevi Alkabet is writing this, what's happening in his world at this time. 1505 to 1589. The Spanish Inquisition is at its height. Right? 1590, they kicked, 1490, they kicked them out, right? They, it's, it's like they're out. This whole, whole world of his Spanish, where he comes from, is destroyed. There's nothing left. So there's a double gallus. There's the gallus of, of Jerusalem, and there's the gallus of the Golden Age of Spain. But well, it scares me, you know, when you speak about the Golden Age of Spain. In the Golden Age of America, in the Golden Age of this, you know, everything's so fantastic, and you just think, you know, you know God forbid, who knows what's going on. It's just, you know, the Golden Age of Europe, the Golden Age of Germany, the Golden Age of... I'm not wishing anybody anything. You know, there's, a, there's an, just as an aside, there's an incredible Meshach HaChokhmah. The Meshach HaChokhmah wrote this at the turn of the 1900s. The Meshach HaChokhmah says that when the Jews start calling Berlin Yerushalayim, and there will be a fire that will rage through the Jewish world. It's mind-boggling. Right? So, so we're like, the prophet, you're not a prophet. That's the way the world works. The minute we disconnect ourselves from Eretz and from what it means, and from Galut, and we think that we're in Geula, which we have to really think here, and I don't mean Geula in Mashiach, right? We're in Geula, we think we're in this moment of our unbelievableness, right? Then we find ourselves in trouble. That's why the halacha is... Right, that you got to make a, uh, what's it called? Zeichel Churban in your house. You got your beautiful home and you got to make bigger, leave half a wall, right? Right, so that you remember. So that we're in that game, right? Let's look at L'Chadodi and you'll see in L'Chadodi that L'Chadodi does that every week to us. It reminds us, right, where we are and what we're supposed to be doing. So let's start. So the first one is, and then we'll try and get an understanding. The first one is Shamor V'Zachor, Redeemer Echad. Okay. What's that talking about? Without a doubt, Shabbos. Okay, that's Shabbos. The next one is Likrat Shabbos, Luchuvan Alpha, right? <laughs> Obviously, talking about Shabbos. Then, all of a sudden, the whole thing changes. How many verses are there in the Chadodi? If you look carefully, you'll see. Leave out the Chadodi as the, the refrain. Nine. Okay? which means we've got two so far, right? We've got two. We've now got seven left. What are these seven going to do? Look at that. Mikdash Melech Ir Melucha. What's it talking about? Ir Melucha. It's talking about the royal city. Yerushalayim Yerakodesh. 
The next one, Hitnari may afar kumi livshi big date if I take ami. Who's the tongue of that? Hitnari, wake up. May afar kumi get up you in the feminine. Livshi big date if I take ami. Wear the beautiful clothes of your people. Right? Al yad ben Yishai bet alach. It's talking about Yishalayim. Hit orri, hit orri, wake up. Kiva oreich, kumi orri. Your light is coming. Uri, uri, wake up. Shir dabeiri. Right? You break out in song. Kavod Hashem alach nikla. Hashem is going to reveal this. He's revealing himself to you. Lo tevoshi. Don't be worried. Don't be ashamed. Lo tikalmi. Matistochi. Matemi. Why are you so downcast? Bach yechesu aniyami. Right? In you. Yechesu aniyami. The people, the poor, the downtrodden of your people. I'm sorry, of my people. Nivna ta'ir al And they will build a city on its hill. Those, those who try to destroy you will be themselves ruined. And everyone who's trying to get you, Livlai means to swallow, all those who try and swallow you will be distanced. Who's going to rejoice? Yasis Alayich Elohaich. Your God. HaKadosh Baruch Hu will rejoice. Kimsos Khatan Al-Kala. Which is the highest level of rejoicing. We'll try to understand that. Okay? Yamin Usmol Tifroti Bet Adonai Taritzi Aliyad Ish Ben Parzi Venismecha Venagila Right? Who's the Ish Ben Parzi? The one of the, the descendant of Peretz. Right? Whose Peretz is the child of Tamar and Yehuda. Right? Venismecha Venagila And we will rejoice and everything will be fantastic. Like then, remember the Rafaiz, Lachad Odi Nikrat Kala. Let's go and greet the Kala. What's it got to do with Shabbos? It's all about Yerushalayim. And then all of a sudden it switches. Boi Beshalom Ateret Bala. Gam Besimcha Vetzala Tochimunei Amskula Boichala Boichala. What happened? I understand that I'm going to be in Green Shabbos. If I'm going to be in Shabbos, surely. I should be speaking about Shabbos. I mean, that makes the most sense, doesn't it? Doesn't it make that the right thing is that my whole experience of song as I go out to greet Shabbos should be about Shabbos? And it starts out Shabbos. It's going on such a good trajectory. And all of a sudden, it's all of a sudden, oh, I forgot. I forgot we were to speak about Geula. What's Geula and what's Shabbos got to do with each other? Understand that. That's fundamentally important. Number one. Number two, you've got six. You've got, sorry, you've got three that are Shabbos. And how many are of Gula? How many days of the week are there? Including Shabbos. Those first two are a, are a hashkofa. They're a way we're supposed to be thinking. The next six are a process also of hashkafic way of thinking. We'll go into that. And the last one is accepting Shabbos. Okay? But what do we do when we go to accept Shabbos? According to the way that Amorai, Rabbi Yana, Rabbi Hanina said, what does it say? How do you accept Shabbos? How do we, how do we accept Shabbos? Well, how, let me rephrase that. Let me go to you. How do you guys accept Shabbos? You light candles. What time do you light candles? Well, should you light candles? <laughs> okay. Right? No, no, no. Not 16 is not a time. That's like some arbitrary time for some strange reason. Right? 18 minutes before sunset, before Shkia. Okay, 18 minutes. That's the accepted um, custom. In Yerushalayim, it's 40 minutes before sunset. Shabbos comes in for me, as a man, at Shkia. Okay? 
Why do you do it 18 minutes before? Like, why do you have to do it 18 minutes before? Okay, because there's a concept called Tosefet Shabbos. Tosefet Shabbos means we add to Shabbos. We add. Okay? We try and bring a Shabbos as much as we possibly can. Where do you get that from? How do you know that this concept of Tosefet Shabbos? So this is what he says. Let's go and greet Shabbos. We want, if you're excited about something, what do you do? You know, like my son came back from Israel for, uh, for a couple of weeks. So, so I, had, I was supposed to give a shear that morning. And it ran a bit late. Uh, the, the plane was late and what have you. So, so I told the guys, look, I can't, you know, I can't go. I've got to go pick up my son. So one guy, like facetiously, said, well, I'll just send him an Uber. Right? Like, that would be madness. Right? You guys send your child you haven't seen for eight months. You guys send him an Uber. You're going to go and greet them. You want to go and you're going to be early and you're going to make sure you're there and you're waiting and you're waiting on the signs and the whole story. Right? Why? Because we're excited about greeting something. Shabbos we bring in early because we're excited about bringing in Shabbos. Right? That's what these two Amorayim are telling us. They're telling us we must go forward. We must bring in Shabbos early. Because that's what you do when you're excited about something. Got it? So says this woman, this beautiful article. Her name is um, Dr. Esther Malchi. And she writes about, about the Khadri. And in it she says the most beautiful idea. She says that what the Amorites are teaching us is that not only do we go forward to bring Shabbos in early, but Rav Shlomo Halevi Alkabet is teaching us a bigger lesson than that. That Shabbos is just one thing that we go and bring early. Neitzay velikrat Shabbat Hamalka. Let's go out and see Shabbos Hamalka. You know what else you want to go and do? You want Geula? You got to push for Geula yourself. You want redemption? What do you say? Who's telling you what to do? Me, little pity, I'm Israel, is telling Yerushalayim, Yerushalayim, I want you to get up out of this. Don't worry about being in this desolate, horrible place. Kodesh Baruch Hu is going to bring compassion on you. It's time, Yerushalayim, for you to wake up and reveal your greatness and your light. And that's this whole thing. And every single day of the week, we're supposed to be thinking that. That's what she says. Not everybody agrees with that, by the way. Okay? Some people don't think it should be preempting Dalit. Right? We should just be davening for Gula. But sorry, not preempting Gula. Some people say we shouldn't be preempting Gula, we should just wait for Gula. But what she says is that Shlomo Alebi Alkabitz is saying that Shabbos and Gula are the same thing. We know that Shabbos is Shabbos is the time of greatness. All these things is Shabbos. So too is Gula. And every day, which is one of these different of one of the different uh, phrases of Lachadodi, we should be thinking about what I can do in order to preempt Gula. And if I'm living in that frame of mind, well, she was. Then I can go and I can say, Boi Bashalom you who are the great crown of your husband. Right? When do you get the simcha? And when do you get the tzahala? When do you get this unbelievable jubilation? The Gomorrah tells us, and it's brought down in halakha, that you're not allowed to be totally besimcha when there's a destruction of the Beit HaMikdash. 
Except for one day. Shabbos. Shabbos, you can do what you, you can get there. Right? We're inviting Shabbos to come in like we invited Yerushalayim to rebuild itself. That is the overarching hashkofa of Lecha Dodi. And why is it so important? Because it sets a tone for what Shabbos is about. Shabbos is about preempting the ability to accept HaKadosh Baruch Hu. According to... No problem. According to... Um, one of the... I can't remember who it was. According to one of the Mufarshim that I read, when you go and you say, Bo'i kala, bo'i kala, what happens? What happens? Say again? You bow. What happens to you? Besides, you hope that you don't get a click in your back, right? Yes, that's what you do. But what happens? You know what happens? Have you heard of the neshama yasaira? This extra neshama that comes into you. When does it come in? As you say, boy, kala, boy, kala. As you bow down, you bring in the extra neshama into your body. Then you're in shtok. No, it's, no. Yeah, it comes in as well. It comes in. Don't know it comes in. Maybe we should. Maybe we should. Maybe if we, we... Yeah, it's a beautiful thing to sit at home, you know. So that's what it's about. Boy chala, boy chala is accepting that color, that, that bride, that is a Shabbos into our life. What is this business about Shabbos being the bride? I don't know if you remember. We spoke about this. That there's a Midrash. And the Midrash tells us that the, all the days of the week... Um, are very happy. Why? Because they've all got partners. One and two, three and four, five and six, and then there's the odd man out. And it's horrible to be the odd man out. Right? Even if you're Shabbos. It's horrible. So Shabbos goes to Kodesh Baruch Hu and says Kodesh Baruch Hu, Shev is not very fair. Right? How come every day of the week has got a partner and I don't have a partner? And so HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, and there's a bit of a difference in the Girsa in the Mishnah, in the Midrash, HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, don't worry, Am Yisrael will be your Benzug, or according to some, your Batzug, will be your partner. Okay, but either it can be the male partner or the female partner. It is clear from the that we are the male partner of Shabbos. Okay, what does it mean that we are the male partner of Shabbos? And this is very difficult. It's very difficult. Because it doesn't make sense to be the male partner of Shabbos. Because in a, in, in, in a capitalistic understanding, the male is the mashpia. He's the one who puts the, 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 like the, the, the influence in. And then the, the female energy is to take that and nurture it. Right? That's how you create a child. So if we are the male partner in the Shabbos relationship, it means that we're impacting onto Shabbos. And therefore, says the Torah Tzmimah, it can't be that. It's got to be the other way around. It must be that we are the fee, as Amisrael is the female partner, and Shabbos is impacting on us. But if we see from the Lachadodi, that Lachadodi, at least according to Shlomo Aleva Alpegeret, in some metaphysical world of, of, of Kabbalistic stuff, he's wanting to say that we are the ones that are impacting on Shabbos. What does it mean? How can I make something more holy than it is? If it's made holy by Kodesh Baruch So, let's try and understand what we're doing here. When we go into Shabbos, we do two things. We call it, what do we call this, this, this 
Philip Kabbalah Shabbat. What does Kabbalah Shabbat mean? It means accepting. It's like Kabbalah Torah. Right? Kabbalah, we have another Kabbalah. What? Kabbalah Omachut Shamayim. So we have this Kabbalat, Kabbalat, Kabbalat. There are two aspects of Kabbalat Shabbat. The one is the Kabbalah of all of the all of Shabbos, the all yoke. The Kabbalat, we have Kabbalat Ol Machut Shamayim. We have Kabbalat all Shabbos, the yoke of Shabbos. What's the yoke of Shabbos? So we said in the verse, first verse, Shamor. The Kabbalat of Shabbat, the Kabbalat all Shabbat. Is Shamor, which means you God. What does it mean you God? That's the 39 Malachot. The first aspect of Shabbos is to understand that there are restrictions. Whatever those restrictions may be. Okay? And then you have another type of Kabbalah. And that is Kabbalat Panei HaShabbat. The acceptance of the face of Shabbos. What's the face of Shabbos? So the Kabbalah of the all Shabbat I understand in that process that Shabbos is the male and I'm the female. It's impacting on the very essence of who I am and what I do. Because the minute Shabbos comes in, everything changes, right? But Kabbalat Pnei Shabbos is different. Because Kabbalat Pnei Shabbos is depending on me. The all of Shabbos happens independently no matter what. I don't want to accept it, that's my problem, right? But Pnei Shabbos, the face of Shabbos, to be able to see, like you see when you see your children or your grandchildren, right? You see like, you makabal their ponim because there's ahava, there's love, there's warmth. That's up to how I'm going to do it. How is my Shabbos going to be? It's either going to be the load of, well, I can, I can, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't. Or it's going to be, I can't and therefore I can. Like, um, um, what's his name? Rabbi Pesach Krohn speaks about this disconnect in order to connect. Right? Right? That we have a choice of how we are makabal Shabbos. Lechadodi, this beautiful, beautiful thing, is saying, I'm makabal Shabbos, the Pnei Shabbos. That's what it even says in the words. Pnei Shabbat Makabalah. I want to see the face of Shabbos. I want to engage with Shabbos as like a being, as an entity, not just like something that I can't do things. No one wants to do that only. But when we make Kabbalah, there's Pnei Shabbos, it's a different Shabbos. Okay. So he says, um, Say again? Right. So we're there. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, all of these, by the way, I will get into it as we get there. This is every single line of, of the Chadodi is based on a possible. Every single line. It's not like some, like a guy like, 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 some, like flowery language. Every line is sourced in the deepest of the deep. So, when we get, when, as we go through it, when we get through it, we go, but I want to just read this to you. He says the following. She says the following. Sorry. The most important aspect of the atmosphere of this piyut, of this poem, is the way it moves minachol el ha-kodesh. el From galus to geula. From exile to redemption. shel kabalat shabbat. Galut 
is the weekday. Geula is Shabbat. Ze shaat dimdomim shal hashkia shihizman ma'avar bilti barur shemeviet adam la matzav rikshi shemaavar lechushim. Now, this is beautiful language. What she says is as follows. When does Shabbos come in? At Shkia. What's the thing about Shkia? Shkia is a specific time when things are not clear. Right? It's an in-between. It's the twilight zone. Right? The sun is up, you know it's daytime. Then suddenly it happens. You know, you can see it. You see it on the horizon. The sun goes, it goes, it goes. And you know it's day and it's beautiful and there's big red sun and it's an amazing. And then it just drops. And then what? It's light but it's no sun. Halacha battles with this. It's light but there's no sun. Which means that it's... What? Is it day? Is it night? Is it the next day? Is it really the next day? Or maybe it's still the day because it's still light and you, there's no stars and you know, Shabbos comes out, the three stars. So we go machmer, right? You say you bring it in at Shkia and you take it out at Seyta Kochavim. Which is a bit strange. Because either it's in at one time or it's out at the other time. But that's the way we do things. Because it's so unclear. She has such an unclear stage. And she says that that is the whole point. Right? This transitional period is that this transitional period should bring us to an emotional space of transition. So it's an amazing thing. You know, this, this last Friday was, my, was the end of my 49th. You know, my, well, end of my fiftieth year. No, you don't my well, The point I'm getting at is that never ever have I felt. I'm not birthday's a birthday's a birthday. What's the thing? But it was going into Shabbos, and it was going. It was about to. It was turning fifty, and it was just like the most unbelievable experience. Like I, when when we were doing the we were about to go the boy color boy color, right? So it was early. Right? We done a little bit early. We don't done it on time. Done a little bit early, which meant for me, the minute you say boy color, you bring sh- the Shabbos and the Shammah Yasera into you, it's Shabbos, the, the day's gone, the previous day's gone. So for me, it meant that was the end. That was the end of my 40s. So it was like, I, I, I never, ever, ever felt like that before. In my whole life, I've never felt like that before. Right? And it was maybe just because I'm getting a bit more mature. But um, it was an amazing feeling. And I didn't want it to end. I didn't want to go. But I wanted to bring in Shabbos. So there's this tension. So what do you do? So there you go. You bring in the Geula quicker than you need to. Because that's what we do as Jews, she says. Is that we try and preempt Geula as much as we can. We go into the Shabbos process, out of Godless, into Geula. And in doing that, we create a whole different understanding of how we're supposed to be. Okay. So... Um, let's stop there and then otherwise we're going to get caught up in the middle of, of the thing and then from next week please God we'll go do one or two a week of, the, of each one of the, of the paragraphs